please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Shut. Welcome to Wild Shut. Wild Shut. What? Wild Welcome and out. Welcome to Wired Shut. I'm uh, your host Logan. He's your host Jesse. He's your host Logan, and I'm your host Jesse. Uh, uh, Jesse, remember when we had a podcast? Ah, uh, that was pretty good. What was that? Um, six, six weeks ago. Yeah, at least. Is it that bad? I think Isn't it's worse. Bad? I think it's six weeks. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let us dig up the old archives and just um, take a. Take a hot squiz <laughs> to what's been going on. Uh, what's the date in this old episode 34, which was called Hot Lesbian Sean Bean Obscene Mean Machine, which I wrote down <laughs> on my desk oh, a long time ago. <laughs> um, oh, oh no. No? Um, okay, let me just double check based on the... the oh no, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit longer than six weeks. Uh, as of two days ago, it's been one, two, three months <laughs> since our last episode. Fuck! <laughs> it's been 12 weeks. Jeez. Um, yeah, like the last episode before Hot <coughs> Lesbian Sean Bean Obscene Mean Machine was uh, the Oscar special. We did an Oscar special? We did an Oscar special. Or have you just special. named that in a way I don't recognise? Uh, well, uh, I subtitled it, it's our 2019 Oscar nomination special or whatever, so it might not have been, I think it might have been us talking more about, oh no, that's when we saw our, um, our listenership randomly increase because we had the term jailbait in our title, which is really, really sad. Um, (laughs) Who searches for podcasts with jailbait in their name? Or potentially jailbait and wired shut. That's what I'm concerned about. I mean, it does run without questionably <laughs> ethical logo. Which is just, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. We, yeah, they probably see that logo and think, oh, okay. And now that we've got a substantial manifesto on the website through our blog, um, <laughs> <laughs> we might start to see some things that we're not quite on board with <laughs> but hey we're uh, bound to get a new uh, theme song soon so that's neat <laughs> as long as it's good <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening to this episode and he's not Callum you know who you are <laughs> um, which doesn't help that the um, only description I've had of Callum on the show is when he guest starred he's at- been on the show yeah, that's oh, what I mean. Yeah, but sorry, on our description, our description on Twitter of when we had him on the show was local child molester, Colin Wake stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what, what's that thing you do where you like upvote something so that anytime somebody gets Googled, <laughs> Google's a certain search term, it comes up with that person's name? Oh, we should know the term of that. We run a website. It's um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's called Google Bombing. Google... Birmingham? Yes, Birmingham. Cool. Got to hit that SEO, man. Perfect. Gurgles and Bugman. What's that about? Some creepy pastor, of course it is. For fuck's sake, fuck off. 
Uh, okay, well, <laughs> watched any movies lately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there what this podcast about? Oh man, I don't know anymore. Christ, no, no, neither do I. Um, I, th- I thought it was a, um, it was uh, a show where two friends talked about their uh, their favourite Fergie albums. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> or we seem to consistently reference on this show. I, I, I was I know singles. Did she have albums? What? <laughs> I, I was aware of singles. Did she actually have albums? Uh, I don't know. I had to assume album. That album. I had to assume Will I Am needed albums for some reason. But I, I mean, her. I remember. I still remember all her parts on the first. <laughs> don't you Google Fergie <laughs> albums? Um, How did he know? <laughs> I heard keys tapping. I put two and two together. Let's help. Let's help her. The first Black Eyed Peas album did not have Fergie on it. It had um, uh, Justin Tim- Justin Timberlake doing Fergie's vocals. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> they just thought, "Yeah, hey, man, we need to butch it up a bit." <laughs> Let's just drop this JT guy and butch it up a bit. Well, apparently, she was just doing too trashily in the. Um, recording booth so they just put him in to like bump her um bump her vocals vocal quality up yeah so she's like all of her big notes are like her crossfaded with him oh man it's like that billy corgan and that manson song oh uh, yeah billy corgan billy corgan he's still alive isn't he i don't think so where are they now <laughs> now they hot. well we know that's a no are they Billy Corgan got now weird looking. Are they Death Billy Corgan? Smiling politely. I spoke spelt Corgan wrong. Like Gorgon. Billy Gorgon. <coughs> <coughs> oh boy. Uh, have you seen the mountain from Game of Thrones without a helmet on? Yes. That's what I imagine Billy Corgan looks like now. <laughs> like a, a, a big, chunky, baby head corpse. Yeah. Like, not with the massively big body, but just the head. Billy um, Corgan, not with just the massive body, <laughs> just the head. A big baby corpse head. Um, so my question for you... No, not question. Um, Conundrum? No. Nah. So now that Game of Thrones is being, dis- everyone's decided to put it to trash. Yeah, I probably should start watching it, huh? Yeah, well, you like Lost, and Lost was trash. So maybe you love Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'll probably enjoy the last season. I I don't hate it to be honest. I just think they could have done better with how they edited it. Mm. I think you'll find there are existing footage that if they just spliced it in slightly would fix things a lot. Uh, so they just cut it up to shit? They've, they've rushed through so much and they've... Um, it sounds like the writers have kind of gotten a bit high on their own supply thinking they understand how everything should end and also just they're really keen for it to be over. I just shared a um, search with you for... Billy Corgan from 2019. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty much what you said. Um, 
You know who does like later, the uh, latest season of Game of Thrones? Is, uh, Thrones. is uh, Stephen, Stephen Ulysses King. I don't know if that's his middle name, but um, really, yeah, he started tweeting out support for the latest season and said why it was good, and just started getting like, <laughs> "Why are you booing me? I'm right." <laughs> he does look like the mountain. <laughs> Of the mountain crossed with Varus. Yeah. Yeah, he... He Actually does look a lot like the Varus dude. Yeah, he's, um... He's looks like he's been hit like, by male menopause, eh? Yeah. He actually looks slightly better when he grows facial hair. But it's like if you combined... Uh... The dude from R.E.M. with Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Stipe and Norman <laughs> fuck that's accurate <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send you another picture because it's like that's yeah is this thrilling radio it is yeah, yeah right. holy shit oh, a little bit of Bill Burr in there but only because of the bald yeah uh, and because of the their like kind of voice <laughs> Bill Burr voice. <laughs> um, oh man, don't go down a rabbit hole of just looking at late, like modern Billy Corgan pictures no, because do oh, we've one never of the, opened a show with where are they now and are they hot? And the answer is no. So we'll just close that off, you turkeys. Um, so um, yes, now that I've gotten sick of Game of Thrones, well, yes, it's fine. It's just nearly over. I have started watching the um, Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Yes. show. Chernobyl. So, I don't know whether this is true, but I'm going to say it anyway. Apparently, it's from the makers of the Terror. We can research which I, that. Which I'm... We have the technology. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I already um, did a whole like episode on the Terror once, didn't I? Just yeah, yeah. It. It was, um, there's an episode uh, somewhere down the line. Yeah. Um, um, but this this has that same... It's It's all like veteran British actors all just British accenting the fuck out of it and then for mm. some reason Stellan Skarsgård's in there doing a his normal, I think his like, own accent yeah um but everything's just dark and dour and Russian perfect in the best way possible um but it's it's the biggest thing I've noticed is it's a massive insight into how like old fashioned Russian communist bureaucracy works. Which I'm guessing it's like a mix of the, um, like, America first kind of bureaucratic political system combined with the um, don't question me hierarchy of the old school British government. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, the, the boss says, what happened? Did you guys fuck up? And mm. your boss says, no, no, we didn't fuck up. There's just a simple failure here. And it just like goes down the line of the through all the tiers of the hierarchy until somebody is willing to basically die for it and say, right. "Yeah, now nah, this is fucked up." And even then, the people at the top won't believe them because their superiors said that everything was fine. Mm -hmm. So, like the um, the boss of the plant is trying to get them to just fix the. Um, like reroute water basically because in his mind just a water tank has exploded mm. and they're like no 
like there is graphite in the car park from the reactor core. The, the, there's a huge hole in the building that's burning a bright purpley blue color. Like we we've lost the reactor entirely. And he's like, no, 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 that's impossible. He's like, and he, you know, like sending people to do jobs that are just killing them because mm. he doesn't believe that the reactor's gone. And then um, he even won't admit it when he's talking to his superiors. And then when he f- finally does come around to the idea of it and realize what's going on and actually because a lot of these people don't believe it just because believing it means too much like it's too scary to believe it yeah 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 so they're, just, they're in it's active not a, denial as much as they are just following so it's not a line. it's not a political denial that they're doing it purely for the sake of accountability they're um they're just terrified there is of the that idea to it is, yeah. yeah but it is like holy shit if i did this then i fucked up and that means yeah, that, yeah. um Beer, he just like, just like the a whole bunch of blood and slaps into a table and crumbles onto the crowd. Uh, I just love that uh, you could have such a strong, a like political empire built upon the idea of like dishonor, like not admitting defeat, not admitting, um, not defeat, but not admitting failure and taking ownership of your mistakes, which is like, yeah. oh man. But the the impressive thing is, um, it really is just a um, a socialist version of America. Yeah, 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 yeah. nothing different. Um, but but America, um, I think the key is America. Everyone wants to be the hero main character. Yeah, yeah. And their society says that if you can pump yourself up at the right moment, even at the cost of others, do so, and mm. you'll be rewarded for mm. it. And like, because the leadership will look down at you as the important one. Yeah, I suppose Russia's Whereas, done quite well that the, um, possibly because we're they were just on the the wrong side of the history books, but um, you think of a like a well-known Russian person, or folk hero, or person of the people, or yeah, well they um, they all sort of ended up living even just a film star like, like <laughs> Granny Flat, yeah. But even just like a like a movie star or a musician or nothing comes out of Russia, not really. No. Yeah, they're all just what? they don't have. They still just don't have individuality. Yeah, I mean it's in, it's in, all in the Western world anyway. Common good based, but it at its core the idea of it is a positive one. Or it's just the you know the, 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 the regime itself of... that still exists is, does just such a good job of shutting down any opportunity for somebody to be anything more than just another Russian. Yeah. But the the, the thing Unless you get you're out putting... of the regular everyday people mm. is that they they one feel taken care of and two they um they're not look nobody's looking to be a great hero. Mm. The I think yeah, capitalism especially sells you on a very sort of you have to be the main character you have to rise above whatever family situation you're from and almost cast off your family. Mm-hmm. Whereas Russia is, or communism and the way it's presented in like the idealized form is a lot more, you know, you're one of many, we all work together, we all share everything. You provide for the state and the state provides for you. Yeah, well, I suppose America just comes off of the tale of, you know, their entire history is built upon the idea of a handful of very important individuals doing important things and basically raising a flag at the end of it to declare themselves the winners. 
Um, yeah. Which and they I just also think they just took Americans from. Americans walked into a country that was way too big for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And had just free resources lying around. Like they're very. So it just became yeah. a race to grab things. Yeah. And that I think I did, that that informs their their culture as a whole. Whereas mm. you go to Russia, what is it? It's cold. It's dark a lot of the time. People have to cling together and work together, or else you just you die in the cold. Mm. Mm. And I think you find a lot of the more communist societies tend to be same with the Nordic countries. It's just. Your extremes dictate how you treat the people around you. Mm. But, um, like, this show is just dire. Every single thing that happens is just painful and, like, like an emotional cringe where you know more than what's going on than the characters do, and you know they're all fucked. Oh. Like, they're, um, they're running around with decimeters, like, uh, Geiger counter things, basically. Mm. And the Geiger counters are all reading 3.68. And so their boss is saying, well, that's fine. 3.68 mm. is manageable. 3.68 is just what the device maxes out at. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then he says, go and get the higher-powered higher ones that we get got from the military and mm. then turn them on and they just blow instantly. Shit. So, um... The, the biggest reading they could get was like 68. In, in actual fact, it was like... Fucking hundreds. The yeah, hundreds to the thousands. Um, it's, so it's, it's misery porn. Yeah, and mm. I didn't realize it. it is like the closest we've had to like a Roland Emmerich movie in real life. Oh, the actual events themselves and how they kind of played out. You're like, oh man, there's this scientist in a room telling all the politicians well, they so need they, to do something. Yeah, but they... Um, so they... they in an effort to put out the fire, they dump thousands of tens of thousands of tons of sand and boron on top of it. Right. Because okay. that's about the only way to neutralize the the radiation. Your radiation. Boron. It's it's so hot. It's graphite is on fire. Um. Jesus. And yeah, it's it's full of, um, I think uranium two thirty five as well. Mm. It's, it's saying every he says every I think it was like every day it spews forty eight Hiroshima bombs worth of of radiation uh, radiation into the sky. Jesus Christ! And because they've been hosing it, the firemen weren't told what had gone wrong and were hosing it down with water. And it had been raining, which was a result of the explosion. Mm. Um, it caused empty water tanks underneath the reactor to fill up with water. Now, when the reactor gets sand poured on top of it, some of the sand get, um, just because of the pressure and because of the heat and everything, the mm. sand starts turning into magma. Mm. The radioactive so they're, they're magma, which is completely a... indestructible, oh, starts, is, starts melting down through the floor that the reactor sits on, mm. where it will meet water tanks below. Those water tanks will be heated up so much so quickly that they will explode, annihilating the entire power plant, mm. including all the other reactors that are still functional for some reason, mm. um, and kicking up so much nuclear radiation and everything into the sky that the entire population of um, Ukraine and most of the surrounding Russian and Eastern European countries mm. would have been wiped out 
and most of continental Europe would have been unlivable for at least 200 years. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that was... That actually happened. Like, yeah, there's got to be insane. a... Um, imagine that there's got to be a, an alternate Earth right now that actually goes through, that went through that or is going through yeah. that. Um, so basically, like, the two most devastating things that you could think of potentially happening to Earth at, like, a cataclysmic event, which is basically, uh, like, nuclear, like, destruction of some kind or, like, a volcano, like, a super volcano going off. What you just described yeah. with what they were trying to do to contain it sounds like they essentially created a radioactive volcano. Yeah, basically. And, Sound, um, water, heat, <laughs> radiation. The, the, the only reason... They found out that was going to happen because the main expert who's played by Jared Harris, who was a great fucking actor. Mm. Um, and then... What else has he been in? Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Richard Harris's brother. Son. Brother. Richard Harris? Yeah, or, um, um, Dumbledore's. Dumbledore? Original Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, nice Dumbledore. That's his yeah. son. Yeah. Don't even know. And then Emily Watson turns up just basically by intentionally getting herself arrested because no one believes that she knows anything about nuclear physics. Mm. Um, she's she's much a lady. Just, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, they're actually not that bad about that, really. But I think in countries like Russia, they would have still been pretty sexist, but also like we're all just wards of the state. So, mm. like. You're lucky we even recognise gender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. isn't that you all the wear type pants, of like, right? I don't know about I don't know about Russia, but certainly like North Korea and stuff like that try and make everyone have short plain hair. Mm. Um but they just yeah, everyone fucking gets no one listens to them for so long. And they um they have to fight for anything they're getting just to be able to explain to people. And then when he finally um, sits the fuck up and talks to, and he, he stands up when he's not supposed to and talks to Gorbachev himself, mm. Gorbachev basically stares him down and says, like, you don't fucking speak in a place like this. Oh, without. For fuck's sake. And then he, and then he says, uh, turns to Skarsgård, who's like the, the quintessential lifelong communist um, bureaucrat. He's like, you go there and tell me what's wrong, and you take him with you. <laughs> so, like, as as much so, as he, as much as he hated that the dude was um, being insubordinate, he mm. also want he like he did have a head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was but, just yeah angered by the fact that he was um, even coming to him with such a yeah, um, in such a ridiculous way. But like, <laughs> to take so issue with the way that they're talking, like, like, to take yeah. issue with how they're talking to you when there's so many other things you could be you know, taking these scientists to task over because at the end of the day, they and the wider, uh, you know, uh, community that was responsible for running these reactors are the ones that caused this in the first place. No, it was through yeah. their routine testing and they just did shit they shouldn't have done. Well, so I, I sort of explained this to you before. It's, that, um, it's not the politicians I, who designed this um, reactor. It was the scientists and the people that built it, so... Yeah. yeah. Um and the, the the Russian reactor was just questionably designed basically. Mm. But it was also a case of like you know, the the Americans had and the Europeans had their way of doing it and the Russians had their different way because 
if they copied the technology, then that would be, you know, they'd be losing face. Yeah, exactly. Because so much of it was like the, was it the Iron Curtain shit? Mm. We can um, do it our own way. But it is quite cool, I think, um, to look back historically when you see two nations or more, like, who do separate themselves off, but also try to pursue the same goal and to see how differently they do it and what they come up with. Like comparing what the Russians would do with the space technology compared to the, the Americans, it's quite cool to see that we're following the same because we, they were all just using Nazi scientists. But um, yeah, yeah, just and how the, different the, they were. I, and the, especially like yeah, the design aesthetic too. Yeah, like what the, they real life the, is like an RTS game where when you build the Russian or the American, you know. 60s, 70s version of things. Mm. They actually do have their own unique design style. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just the, like, you know, people walking into rooms and just, they walk out of the room looking so fucking dejected and they've suddenly got a <laughs> horrific sunburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, Cl- Cliff Curtis and Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> People like somebody asks somebody a question, the person just sort of crumbles and then pukes all over the ground and then oh, just. Man. Um, and how, yeah, how one many... guy's like, you know, you have to go into the. Um, he he demands he go look at the reactor, and check like the state of the fucking water tank, which mm. it wasn't the water tank. He he literally like three of them managed to jam this metal door open while two of them run in and one holds it open. It's like a huge fucking bulkhead door. Mm. They, they run inside and it's basically like, um, you know, in, fuck, what movie is it? Day After Tomorrow when the tornado rips the side off the building and the guy like just runs through the doorway and he's suddenly standing on the edge of an abyss. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he's just looking down and I don't know what's down there, but it's, it's just like a fire, but it's made of pure purple and blue light. Cool. And you just, it's just like, I don't know what that is, but that is wrong. <laughs> oh, that's like that, the... That um, is so much of the show, just, I don't a, know what's going on. But so I heard it on another podcast, but when they talked about what the, it's slightly off topic, but what you just described with the purple and blue light, um, yeah. they there was a, a, a theory that the Ark of the Covenant, whatever it was, was actually radioactive in nature. I think I've heard that, actually. That, you know, it might have been... Uh, like it alien technology had, or it was something natural that had been just become but yeah what it was housed in and everything was a radioactive containment unit of some kind and yeah so maybe if you gazed uh, upon it your face would melt off yeah yeah maybe it was just a but then the the arc itself would have had to have been made of a chemical that could block radiation yeah. to a decent extent well does gold Lock radiation? Um, no, gold is a good, I think, conductor of heat, so it's good for heat shielding. Right, right. Or is it heat conduction, so it's about like dismissing heat by absorbing it? I can't remember. Um, well, I mean, for radiation, you need something like lead or some of the heavier, denser metals. But Yeah. Oh, cool. The, the name of the crew... Uh, that were involved in cleaning up the surrounding areas of the like, decontamination zone are called the, the liquidators. Oh, yeah. The Chernobyl liquidators. 500,000 people 
at a cost of 18 billion rubles. Yeah. I'm just reading the number of people it fucking killed. It's insane. It's as of 2011. The thing is, that's weird is like less than 50 died as a result of the event. Yeah, 134 hospitalized with acute radiation syndrome. Uh, 28 firemen and employees died in the days to months afterwards. 14 radiation-induced cancer deaths, among them over the next 10 years. And then the wider population has had at least 15 childhood thyroid cancer deaths as late as 2011. Yeah. So, yeah, small Uh, considering the scope of it all and how many bloody Russians there are. (laughs) Um, And, like... Um, they walk up to the the firemen who've been told that it's a it's it's just a fire. Mm. Like the second they get out of their trucks, they're like, "Do you smell? Uh, do you taste metal?" <laughs> just <laughs> every so many people just go into scenes and go, "Do you taste metal?" Um, well, it's no different go- to when what um, World Trade Center, right? They didn't tell them how much asbestos was blown into the atmosphere. They just sent. But most of the deaths that followed from that day from the first responders has been asbestitis. Oh, shit. I yeah. don't even know that. Um, the amount of... Yeah, and like, a uh, fireman picks up a chunk of the graphite core. Mm. He's like, what Good is idea. this? And he, like, picks it up and then they turn back to him and, like, ten minutes later and his hand is, like, fucking blistered to yeah. all shit. But, like, you wouldn't think to... You're in a... You know what you're dealing. Not you don't may not know what you're dealing with, but you know where you're dealing it with, like at a reactor site. <laughs> but they they yeah. specifically briefed them that there was nothing wrong with the reactor. Oh, that was just a, a yeah okay, still. Um, and like oh, I suppose I'm only looking at it with the lenses of being paranoid because we're looking back yeah. on it now. But like, I wouldn't trust that. <laughs> and because we're all like knowing what we know now, nuclear power fans. Yeah, <laughs> nuclear whatever fans um the whistle uh and like the the second episode ends with three guys going into um i'm reading some of the quotes here it's not even just on the wikipedia page it's like um, a fireman stationed in chernobyl since 1980 um remembered joking to the others there must be an incredible amount of radiation here we'll be lucky if we're still alive in the morning <laughs> just like <man>. jokingly <laughs> like um shit um and like yeah, all the because they're just told there's a yeah just a regular fire at the plant. Like they all all the townsfolk go and all gathered on a bridge that's mm. now called the Bridge of Terabithia Tears or something. Same thing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and yeah, the end of the first episode, three guys get convinced to go like on a suicide mission. Mm. Um, and underneath they have to literally walk underneath the reactor are those the three that ended up diving down there is that those yeah. three yeah yeah okay yeah um so they they're, they're in the midst of going down there and their geiger counters just get higher and higher mm. Jesus and you know Christ. what a normal background geiger counter sounds yeah, like. yeah 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 and then they get further and further and then the, these things are just going mm. and then their um their torches all shut off and the camera just kind of leaves them there. Oh, and then it just plays credits. And you're yeah. like, fucking hell. It's, well, it's, that's, that's it really is misery porn. Yeah, I mean, I'm just reading some of I mean, it the, really happened, but... That's what I mean. Like, down to the point where I'm reading about somebody mentioning that it tasted like metal. Um, that their face felt like it had pins and needles. Yeah. Um, and that 
yeah, he's the one guy recounting that he saw like some of his colleagues go essentially go up a ladder and that was the last he saw them. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Where was it? It was, um, yeah. Then those boys who died went up to the roof. Uh, Vashchik, Kolya and others and Volodya Pravik, they went up the ladder and I never saw them again. Yeah. Yeah. See, all, all these people are all played by people in yeah. this. Like, there's yeah. nothing... Like every every single real person is is presented. Good, that's what it should be like. Um, yeah, I I don't know how you know real people reacted in the real scenes. I certainly hope that they're not um, mispresenting mis- people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds like it's been played quite muted and um, respectful by the sounds of it. Even though it is depressing as shit. Yeah, well, I, like some people's ways of dealing with things are pretty that may have been how they really acted but mm. if it's not then it's a pretty rough way to present somebody yeah exactly like like that dude on the titanic that didn't actually try and kill everyone <laughs> <laughs> well james cameron. james cameron has never done anything that requires a touch of um tact or yeah. um, but yeah, it, and it it really has humanity. that same that same feeling that terror does we just like god can't it's it's like the terror, I remember just gave you Google autoplay decides to play me the trailer, mm. uh, YouTube <laughs> autoplay. Um, it it really gives you a sense of just let them die so that they'll be free. <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah. There's there's certain kinds of thrillers and dramas that yeah you you genuinely it's so emotionally taxing to watch that you'd kind of just want them to die so that they can be okay. Yeah. One of those few movies where you like all those shows that you'd watch and you're like, if I was in that situation, I'd just want death. Blow my brains out. Like, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah, I just wouldn't be able to deal. There's just some yeah. versions like, of, did you ever play that horror game outlast? No, no. That, that's the same experience. So no matter what you do it's just like what the f- what's the- oh yeah 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 right it, it just goes on and on and it doesn't the, you're, not, you're not trying to solve no... anything in that are you there's no mystery there's no greater is oh there no a- there is a massive greater mystery going okay on. okay but um it, it, it gets so apparent that you you know just by the tone of it that you're not getting out of this alive mm. that it really comes down to a just let me fucking die mm. But that game has, like, considering I bet very few people actually either paid attention to it or finished the game. No, before. I remember when it did come out, it was quite big. Like, but, it, I mean, in terms of, like, talking about the actually... The plot? No, sort of people were just thinking about the experience the of, oh my god, first-person horror. Because it's... The idea of it is that misery and pain, emotional pain and mm. trauma... If you build up enough of it, it it's it's Mutates like it. a, it's like a power source almost. Right, right. And it it allows, so it's basically in the Monster Zinc extended universe. <laughs> um, it it they, I think it's they the, they would it's because it's base it's connected to it connects fucking concentration camps to its own plot and it says that they're continuing science that the nazis were doing oh god okay so, so it's, it's got real balls to do something like yeah. that yeah so it ties into uh what was it like that martyrs movie 
I don't know what that is. The one where they keep torturing that woman. It just seems like torture porn horror film, but it turns out they're um, they're doing it to try to get her to display that kind of look that they that um, the Renaissance paintings captured when somebody was being like um, dying on the cross or being hung. That the, there was that point of pure um, like ecstatic pain. Yeah, or just like ecstatic suffering that they um, that ended with them skinning her alive. And then she's then it happened. It actually like turns out, oh, they weren't just crazy. It is a real yeah. thing. Um, and what did they achieve by doing it? Confirming that essentially, like God or something beyond us, actually exists. Ah, oh, okay. Because um, they're only ever being captured in like paintings and stories, and you know the idea of martyrdom itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is some basis in fact that like suffering makes you delirious and you can end up in like I think it's martyrs anyway like I'm yeah it's about yeah transcendence essentially in that state of euphoria yeah she's flayed alive and survives and entering a state that is euphoric and likened to achieving transcendence yeah and then it kind of ends well, she kills herself in the end but yeah shit um so they, yeah, they... Oh, no, the main character. Yeah, no, okay, cool. They, they are... I'm sure we watched it together. A... Really? Yeah, it was a while it's, ago. It's entirely possible. Yeah, it came out in 2008, so it was around, yeah, peak us at uni, just watching everything and anything. Yeah. What was, mm. what was it called? Martyrs. Martyrs. It's, um, it's a French film. 2008 or 2015? 2008. It was a remake. It was remade in 2015, but it wasn't good. It has a seven. The remake has a seven percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but the original was fantastic. It was still like schlocky horror porn kind of crap, no, you know, torture porn. But it had a really cool. It was at the height of torture porn movies. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do remember this. One of them gets away. I believe so, yeah. Or at least for a bit. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Oh, well, that's probably the one that downloaded it. Yep. Um, was it going to say? Yeah, so the, the, they're, they're rebuilding some Nazi science, which suggests, like, you can sort of... Because I think they're, they're, they're modifying people and putting these ports and stuff in them. Mm-hmm. And they're pumping them full of chemicals, but they're actually outputting chemicals too. And it's it's almost like a liquid kind of dark energy of feelings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And what are they using that for? What are they um, able they, to use that they, for? They end up building a some sort of machine that brings in a creature from a different dimension. But it's it's just like a intensive dream i'm just reading some of the gameplay in the story wernick believed that intensive dream therapy conducted on traumatized patients could connect swarms of nanites into a single malevolent being i'll say what was going on it's called project war rider um, yeah by the sounds of it, it was meant to create a some sort of hive mind 
to the it, it it bears a lot of resemblance to the game Fear. Well, yeah, I'm reading that it um, it took a lot from Amnesia, The Dark Descent, as well, which I do remember playing. Amnesia was good. Um, yeah. The the sequel, Machine for Pigs, was better, I reckon. But yeah, um, Amnesia, the original Amnesia game, especially, was straight up um, Cthulhu mythos. Yeah, exactly. That's why it, I like them. Yeah, it, it dealt with things like. Remember, you listened to the story of a man who he like made friends with some strange aliens, and they they were they took him on travels with them. Mm. But the only way for a human to travel with them is they remove your brain from your body and put it in a jar. All right. <laughs> so, like, yes, he's technically with them, but he's only you know, like, he can only witness the world through instruments that connect to the jar. Mm. It's kind of like a... the horrific leap of trust to do so. The fact that you lose your body. Mm. The fact that you can never go back. And yeah, sort of what, do you consider what it, happens after that. Do you consider staying in your body and not going through that to be living more than yeah. the alternative? Or is actually experiencing your world and reality beyond even having a body anymore more what we'd consider living yeah exactly yeah uh, and also i think cool. they basically just shove the jar in a cupboard somewhere and don't yeah, actually take them oh really yeah even though they could do that they just don't bother well yeah there's nothing ever implied that they're not real mm. creatures from somewhere else but it's also like um no, you know, like everything Cthulhu-based, too much exposure to these things just drives a human insane no yeah. matter what you do. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can, like, turn on his jar and talk to him for a bit and then... Then he realises where he is and what's happening. Yeah, and he's just Because he, he only... I don't even think he can react to the world like he, he like he's not conscious inside the jar unless you specifically turn on his senses. Mm. So when they do wake him up, he's just like, "Wait, what do you mean? How much time has passed? Oh God!" Ah, ah, ah. And then loses his mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm reading the 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 plot for it because I, yeah, I was wondering why Outlast seemed really familiar. It is the same thing that um, they were harvesting a substance from tortured humans um in order to be able to use that energy for like vitality and stuff it's yeah yeah oh so the 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 actual creature they created was an accidental byproduct or uh no he's um he's a character that is from another dimension uh. under a guise and they'd been prolonging his life with vitae a substance harvest from tortured humans so he's keeping himself alive beyond or keeping his human body alive beyond the normal possibility by using torturages essentially oh, okay yeah because he so he he was a human originally or no no okay so he, he basically just turns up what the fuck hmm I just typed in wall rider and one of the images that comes up is like a man 
getting all hot and bothered while Wall Rider's like nuzzling his neck. Oh, really? Is that just and in Google? It's all like anime drawing. Yep. Behold the nuzzling. Yeah, it's. Uh... But it basically just. I think you mostly just run away from it. And it, mm. um, it kills everything that's also trying to kill you and it. And mm. then eventually you. Um, Fall in love. <laughs> eventually you just. You, you manage to run towards some sort of entrance and just a bunch of soldiers walk up. They're like the aftermath cleaning crew and they just gun you down. Right. Hooray! <laughs> Yeah, it would, those it endings. <laughs> it literally felt like fucking finally I can just die. Yeah, yeah, it's over. The slog of a game, like it was great. Mm. It was a horrific level of um, maintained tension. But, mm. but yeah, your idea of rest after that is death, not not just getting away. Yeah. <laughs> and then having to think about that for the rest of your life potentially happening again. <laughs> yeah, and it was like I don't know somewhere between t- 8 and 11 hours long mm. that's why when I started that Alien Isolation game and I heard it was 18 hours long I was like yeah now nah, fuck this <laughs> I don't remember if I played that it, it was so packaged full of filler yeah like you're not your your main antagonist isn't even an alien for long stretches of the game is it just some sort of like a uh, military man who works for Utani? Nah, it's, um, I mean, I'm sure potentially you get attacked by aliens at some point, but, mm. uh, I mean, pe- by soldiers at some point, but mostly it's just, um, bloody, like, you know, the milk blood synth guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but they're all sort of unskinned ones, so they're all got, like, kind of waxy doll faces with eyes made out of light. Mm, so they look like Lance Henriksen does now as opposed to what he used to <laughs> when he played him. Cool. Pretty much. They, they basically just walk up to you and strangle you. Oh, yeah. Because it's one of those games where like a sex there's robot. no guns around for... for my, oh, like right. So you spend you most of your time hoping you can get yourself, you, you know, your hands on a gun. And well, I think you actually do time. get some manner of gun, but it's like more of a tool than a gun. But you... Um, you're about as successful at killing things as you are just running past them. Mm. It's just more of a crawl and hide than it is a attack game. Mm. Yeah, I'm just uh, reading through it now. Cool. Yeah, it's. I, I bought it and then proceeded to. Never really bother. Mm. You seen Detective Pikachu yet? No. I was planning on seeing it this week. Yes. Any good? No, nah, no, nah, we were going to go tonight, but um, we, neither of us could be bothered, so mm. yeah, same thing later in the week. It's been, um, yeah, it's pulling better than average. Well, I don't think it's a great movie, but it is a good enough movie. That's mm. all you can really hope for when, yeah. You can't hope to possibly successfully adapt just a standard Pokemon movie about catching catching Pokemon and do a, a version of the cartoon. So it kind of makes sense that they try to do it like this, I guess. 
Yeah, like, and people were, I think some people were bitching about how the Pokemon looked, but I thought it was perfectly fine for them to look kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, you got to, yeah, find the light. Like, the, the worst looking thing on that is the Pikachu. <laughs> I think yeah. just just the fur, well, but I mean, if you're going to have an electric mouse, that's what the, it would look uh, like. I'd have said the Charmander with the like wet drag. Oh uh, yeah, the Salamander skin. skin. Yeah. yeah, Charizard. Yeah, it does look pretty filthy. Is that Lucifer TV show good? I mean, all I remember is that all the build up to it, people were thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be absolute filth," because they they changed it from. Lucifer running a bar and just like doing shit on earth like the comic book is to turning it into another fox crime procedural I I didn't know it was a comic I thought it was just a crime procedural no 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 it's based on a comic book where he, he essentially does the same thing like he lives on earth and he runs like a a, a blues club or a jazz club or something or um, yeah and he just fucks around um, on earth um, but yeah, the TV show added the whole, uh, he's helping a cop solve crimes with his special skills. So it turned it into like castle or monk or psych or yeah, uh, but with the devil, but then it came out and people actually really liked it. So I think that's why it's lasted full season so far, which is long for oh, a Fox I show. I been shit canned. Is it not? Uh, no, season four is might have already started, but okay, it's, it's come to Netflix. It was the only reason I've started seeing it. Constantly. Yeah, yeah. I season four just started airing this month. Might be the last season, but yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about the new Watchmen show? Uh, that it's set in the future after the events of the original film or story. Um. And that's basically about it. That's what I really know. Okay. Couldn't really expose too much else. Just that the um, Rorschach's got his own army, essentially, like of Rorschachs. But is it Rorschach leading them, or is he dead as per the story? I think he's dead as per the story, but he's got... Because um... they, they keep refusing to admit that it's related, eh? Yeah. They keep saying it's like an alternate universe show. Yeah, there's no reference to Alan Moore in any of it, really. Yeah, so, okay. um, it's it was interesting the other day I was hearing it. Was none this... of the original characters. Oh, Dias is the only character from the original, but he's being played by Jeremy Irons, so it's set obviously well after his plan. Okay. Um, but there's no other mention of any other characters from the original except the mention of like the Rorschach gang but no actual Rorschach himself right yeah um what was I going to say listening to a Game of Thrones podcast they were talking about um oh the music is being done by Reznor and Atticus Ross oh nice yeah um Cute. a lot of the a lot of the writers because you know uh, the interviews with some of the actors on where their characters have gone, it's sort of, they're all, because I think there's enough negative fan stuff behind it, the actors are saving themselves. Mm. Um, talking about how 
like some of them are having to kind of dig deep to be able to explain to themselves what their character is doing and why. Oh, really? Yeah. Which they shouldn't um, have to do. No. No. But the the dude talking about it um, was saying that's how he felt. Uh, that's what he found was coming a lot out of The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, yeah. To the point where characters, the actors that played the characters in The Walking Dead have to come up with super elaborate logics that don't really make canon sense but almost kind of do mm. to to explain to themselves why their characters are doing what they're doing so uh, that they that. can actually play their role in some way that's vaguely... Like, what's the point of having a team of writers doing a show like that if you don't dedicate all of the main characters to have an ongoing Bible about them? I, I just That can be a understand. touch point and a reference point. Like, if the actors want to use it, great. If they do, like, if they don't, fine. Um, I was trying, I'm trying to think of who... There's a, there's a director that did... Um, well, all, all who does that and he writes big elaborate... Should be... All characters should be completely diagnosable on a, you know, very, very small piece of paper scale. You should be able to go, this is, they do this because of this reason, this because yeah. of this reason, this because of this. this. Type of person, yeah. This is who they were before the show started. Yeah. They reacted to this key plot event this way, this one, this way, this one, this way, and you just sort of plot the subtle changes, but... Do you... <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember which it's, um, it's, director it's did that, but he was something like The Walking Dead, where yeah. none of the plot is designed to be linear from A to B and then finish. Mm. So y you're forever just gluing shit to shit to mm. continue it. Yeah, there's no real cohesion. They're just um, it's a soap opera. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it really is. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. That's what you get when you got TV shows for the sake of TV shows. There's no, there's an idea and they just run with it rather than here's an idea, let's build it, design it, plot it out, and then run with it. Yeah, yeah. Because no, ideally, like, the best kind of shows that you watch are the ones that you know going in. When you've watched the entire thing, you knew that the people who made it knew exactly which characters were going to die at which moment and who was going to do yeah. what and what was actually going to happen that was all premeditated and pre-plotted out in such a particular way because that's what you expect with a story yes how like every, disappointing every is it to read a book a that you finish from the outset. yeah imagine reading a book like that that you just read it at the start and the writer didn't really know where they were going but then 600 pages later it's just over and you're like huh like you can't really get away with that in any other medium yeah yeah, yeah I, I, and, and I think old TV relied on the fact that your audience forgets. Yeah. Tune Whereas in next week for the next something, something TV, of something, something. Yeah. When so many of your viewers are going to be watching these episodes just after each other, bang, 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 bang. Mm. And there is no cohesion, no overall plot, no overall nothing. It really shows. And it... it drives you nuts yeah and that, that kind of mentality comes from the um the old radio shows right where it was just like tune in next week for the next exciting adventures of this person and this person who do yeah. this thing in this sort of world for reasons yeah and and all you've ever really wanted this time is just something that 
Well, that's why we love anthology shows so much, right? We lap them up because we're told from the get-go that they're not connected to the next season, that there's a definitive closed story involved, and they might be connected, they might exist in the same world, but that story has a start, a middle, and an ending, and we we lap them up like they're the greatest thing. Yeah, it's right, and if if you didn't start a story with the end in mind, Mm. then it's not a story, is it? No, it's not. It's um, it's, I mean, it's 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 one of those conversa- It's one of those things where you try and. It's not make disciplined a point. enough. Yeah, it's not disciplined enough for a story, and it's not quick and smart enough for um, improv. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, it's it's the it's the worst of either. Well, yeah, you you know when you're trying to riff off the top of your head, hmm. and at the beginning it sounds really co. Oh. You lose me. Uh, okay, I heard your words. You know when you're riffing off the top of your head, then you're all about to say cohesive. Yeah, you you know when you're ripping off the top of your head and you're trying to sort of make like a cohesive point. And mm. if it was a movie, it would be one of those scenes where a character sort of stands up and randomly ends up making a rousing and perfect speech. Mm. But I feel like this sort of storytelling is that. And but it's that where you get to about the start of the third act, and you just get to realizing that you don't know entirely where you're going, and you get a bit self-conscious, yeah. and it all just starts to lag, and you start to get more self-aware of whether you are or aren't successfully doing what you're trying to do, yeah. and so does your audience, and yeah. it all just gets a bit muddled and uncomfortable. Yeah, and everyone's just like, oh. Yeah, watching, then, hurting, then, but they need to be there in solidarity while you finish it because you've already started it. <laughs> yeah, and rather than um, trying, you imagine to... trying to give a speech to a group of people about something, and if it starts not going well, which you obviously have to still get through because you've got to end your message of whatever it is. But yeah. can you imagine getting up and just leaving the room, or <laughs> seeing people just when like, okay, I've heard enough of this speech. I'm just yeah. going to give up on this speech right now. Uh... I'm going to leave. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it should feel like to the people um, who are trying to sell this story to. If you see people drop off after two or three seasons, you're like, oh. Like, okay. I, <laughs> I managed to. I still can't work out how I got about two and a half seasons through The Walking Dead. Mm. It was terrible. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think you lasted longer than I did, right? Yeah, I got through till season. Um, six, but I didn't watch it for any any of the story. I just wanted to see. Well, after season two, which was a yeah a clusterfuck of a season, um, I stopped watching for the plot and more so just to see what they'd do with each episode because they started to get a little bit. The story was just being like hamfisted to no one's eating, like it was just crap. But yeah. um, the directors were doing quite interesting things with it. Like each season, they were there were there were some episodes that were really quite experimental. Yep. If you were to watch them on their own as a as an episode of just something random, you're like, oh, okay, what the fuck? This is intense and surprisingly well crafted for a show for a for a network that tradi- traditionally kind of shits on um like the budget. Like AMC does not give their shows the budget that hbo and showtime do um or the AMC same sort of creative kind of freedom money, do 
Uh, no, but yeah, they just don't give them the same sort of creative freedoms either. Either, but there are some really cool episodes in like season three, four, and five that. Um, there's one that ends with like an entire naturally because wherever they go, it all tends to shit eventually. Even though they try to keep building a new life, because that's the same plot recycled every season. Yep. But there's one where their their like town that they managed to find starts to burn down and they have to give up on it because they were trying to execute this plan to move this massive horde of zombies from away from their city before it got to them because it was just going to take them out regardless. Um, and they realize there's this point of no return when the walls kind of come in and um, everything's going to shit that they decide, oh, the only way we can get out of this is if we burn everything we've built to the ground. <laughs> and so you're watching this thing like it as the, the, the day's wrapping up. So it's, like twilight hours yeah and everything is just going up in flames and it's just really well filmed it's um very um night of the living dead okay. like you're watching zombies walk in silhouette into a massive like um lake in the middle of the town while everything else around it is on fire and everyone like there's yeah they just do really cool things with the lighting and there's just yeah they 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 were able to keep me interested enough like to the point where I might eventually go back and watch some of the news newer seasons just to see if there are random little episodes like that because you can tell they were just giving their own spin on like yeah like their the, Romero references or this you know they had that that one bit of freedom in one aspect of the show yeah so they yeah ran with it. or one episode where they got to just follow one character for the entire episode and they were basically silent and got to play it off like a road movie or a samurai film or something so there's yeah think about how boring that must be to just be in a contract to make something that is so bankrupt yep because i i don't like comic books that aren't an established limited run i mean i don't really care about comic books at all but Mm. i don't even, even things like The Walking Dead that everyone says are amazing. I, mm. It's still so self-indulgent a medium. Yeah. And it, it doesn't... That, that's, I think, the major thing that holds back, which you, know, you used to sort of have the hierarchy where movies are the A-grade stuff, mm. TV sits somewhere in the B-C-grade, video games, C-D-grade, comic books probably somewhere between... TV and video games mm. because they they weren't they never got that respect of being higher art forms I think because to me it's it's the artistic integrity and the how far you steer clear of things like self indulgence yeah but and another part of it was accessibility as well that back in the day anyone could get their hands on a comic and they were written for yeah um you know the common audience that would just pick up a strip of something and read it and it didn't have that kind of like cult level of fandom and niche yeah. market and, and that the, it did. The one to one hundred runs are pretty yeah. rough on yeah. a market that doesn't. When they charge like twelve ninety nine per per issue now, which is just in like in New Zealand, yeah. it's uh, you're gonna bankrupt yourself just trying to follow one. And yeah. they know that you're like, you could do two two three six hundred. Pay, like um, issues of something that doesn't really go anywhere and they stop and start the story multiple times and they join different teams all, all these random little things that don't really cohesively build into an established universe they, they then yeah. go multiverse and they go extended universe and they go um, infinite 
infinite crime, you know, infinite earths and yeah. all of that kind of thing, just to justify issuing the same and selling the same character that you all know and love, but with a twist and with a different thing and with a different combination of the same yes, because... 100 different little tokens and random cards that you could draw that give you a little Cards Against Humanity plot point and you just paste it all together and then you've got that outcome for the year. Yes, because if yeah. you actually did a hero comic series, mm. it would be origin story, sort of minor villain, mm. triumph. Your 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 actions as the hero either promote an even crazier true villain yeah. that becomes your nemesis or your I think the issue is that it's it's one of the few mediums where be, um, be your nemesis and then it's done. Both the re- it's, yeah yeah it's we're both the readers. To keep things going forever. That oh, it's one of the yeah it's one of the few mediums where I think you've got the readers and the writers both. You've you know in a lot of other formats you've got people who sit watch say watch a TV show fall in love with the characters in the world. Um, and then it ends, whether, you know, it gets cancelled or otherwise. And yep. the fans want more. They keep asking for more. They want more of the same, but different. Yeah. Um, and occasionally, you know, TV shows and movies like Star Wars, they'll give it to the fans. They'll try to give them more of, more of what they want, but different, but the same. But with comic books, it's always, there's always been a relationship between the writer and the audience that suggests that they're both as indulgent as each other. They want more and they want to... Well, I think yeah. the, the 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 writers and artists of most mainstream comics, it, it's an old enough medium that we're on like the six, the fifth or sixth generation of people that mm. are making the things, and they're all yeah they're all fanboys that just grew into the actual fold. Yeah, of the and that's production. what happened with the Simpsons after twenty five thirty years, right? The the fans of the Simpsons from the nineties yeah. started writing for the show and so most of their their comedy about the show was just like, Oh look, Chief Wiggum is fat and stupid. Oh look. You know, yeah. um Doctor Nick and, kills somebody again. There's no yeah. actual real even though no. the caricatures and, and, there were and at you least end jokes up behind having them. to do because you cement these characters and you you have a fan base that is so autistically demanding that characters be a certain way because oh no superman wouldn't do this so no mm. batman doesn't kill people you, the only way once you've told those stories once the only way to do anything with them is to go what if universes yeah exactly you, you tweak some exterior factor that the hero themselves then has to bend to yeah. so that you're not technically bankrupting the, the what soul of everyone the knows and yeah. loves and therefore they don't fucking rip you to shreds for it but it's let a character have their time in the sun give them a start give them a middle give yeah. them a finish let them go and well, create got, a new one you've only got a handful of different streams right you've got yeah. um you know, um, strictly adhering to, oh, this character only does this, this, and this, so don't touch those aspects of that character, in which yeah. case they go, oh, okay, let's just hand off that style of character to somebody else. Let's give us, let's make a second Captain America, you know, hand off the, the shield and let somebody else be Captain America. And they're like, no, we don't like that. We want the original one, or we want him to still be around at least so we can go back to him whenever we like. They're yeah. like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, but... You know, if you don't want him to change and you don't want his story and his, his 
personality to grow or be different than it was 20 years ago, then we're going to age him up and eventually he'll die. So no, we don't want that either. We want him yeah. forever. So he, all these characters who have their backstories built upon the, the idea of fighting Nazis or World War II or, or um, you know, that era, so it doesn't work anymore. How can you think that they'll make a, um, successfully they'll think to adapt Magneto into like the new Marvel movies if they have to deal with the fact that he was a Holocaust survivor, but that was like 100 years ago. <laughs> Well, you know, 80 years ago, you're not going to have a, a supervillain yeah. who's pushing 90 <laughs> yeah. um, be able to be a big bad. And But at the same time, if you're like, oh, well, we'll just push it up a little bit and make him a um, a survivor of the Rwandan hol Holocaust instead. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, no, that changes exactly who he's meant to be as a person. Yeah, we, we want... But we want, want at the same time. want and eat it too. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't get it right, we will blame you for it, not the complete crap we would give you were given to work with yeah exactly that's, you wrote yourselves what, into a corner and we won't let you out of that corner yeah, find a way out of that corner go yeah i mean mm. what does the nolan trilogy establish batman could only do this for about a 20 a, a 15 year stretch yeah, exactly all of his training it, it naturally kills him naturally all of that training like he didn't think to dedicate his life at that life to that sort of lifestyle until he was at least an adult when he did it's gonna take at least a decade to become proficient enough to do that sort of work at yeah. least and then after that what are you like 30 years old and you've got at least another good 10 years in your peak to be able to keep yeah. doing that before your body craps out and and then he's at the at the tail end of it he's using he's everyone's telling him he's too old he's using mechanical augmentations to make his body move properly yeah and but it has a start a middle and an end yeah batman is not sustainable forever mm. a, a person yeah like like you said it, it takes at least 25 years if not 30 to become batman mm. which means you've got a character that's perennially 40 mm. you know assuming he wasn't training from birth because they established he wasn't so, so then you've got somebody who's right at the tail end of the best parts of their body, presuming he was working enough and not damaging enough that he could actually, you know, get a good ten years out of his forties. Mm. And yeah, I, I don't think these things have to be realistic, but I think they should just be given their time to exist and then be done. Well, they should be realistic in the sense that a story needs to be structured. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing... Like, even if you're doing it over 100 issues or episodes, you know, tell people at the 30... If you do 90 episodes, for example, if you say, okay, at the 30 episode mark, that's the that's the end of Act 1. The next 30 is Act 2, and the third act, which will wrap it all up, is the last 30 episodes. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, have to be that balanced, but, like... I, I get that people don't like feeling that real world fear of time moving on in yeah, the yeah. in the media they're watching but i like, get that but one of the greatest like, feelings that people like love to indulge themselves with the entertainment is nostalgia you can't have nostalgia if your show never fucking ends yeah um you, you can't just be hearkening back to a heyday if somebody's permanently in their heyday you're just gonna grow like you're just gonna grow resentful of the fact that you even started it 
and then leave yeah. it thinking, ah, oh, fuck, what a waste of time that was. Just get bored. Yeah, and then you'll never think to ever go back and watch those episodes again and enjoy that journey and that experience because you're like, fuck it, I tried it for eight seasons <laughs> and yeah. now I hate the entire point of watching that show because <laughs> I know where it's going. Yeah, and yeah. it's... I don't know, maybe... Seeing as I've been staring at this poster while I've been ranting about movie... Uh, about. Um, comic books. What did you think of Endgame? Oh, um, I. It's been six months, so I assume that came out. Well. Yeah, it came and went. Um, I I liked that it improved Age of Ultron. Um, even though yeah, so I liked it. I I feel like it delivered on what as much as it could, but there was more. I found it funny. Uh, and mm. gave me lots of scenes that I never thought I'd get to watch of different characters and actors playing against each other, which was cool. Yeah. But I, I felt it didn't do enough to be the... the It was its own standalone movie, and I felt like it could have done more to be the second half of what Infinity War was trying to set up. Yeah. Which is... Like, even just little things with... Um, the only real like major gripe I had with it was they made the point of Infinity War, you know, when ever Thanos clicked his fingers or when he yeah. threw Gamora off he got those moments in yeah. that soul world to talk to her about it and yeah. you got a little bit of a breakdown of the character and mm. that's when you started to feel those are the only real moments you felt sympathy for for Thanos yeah you didn't really get the same when they killed Black Widow I was expecting when that happened for her to get some sort of send-off proper send-off like and to be like the guiding heart and soul of the team and give each of the main characters at some point a really good either pep talk or moment with her where she'd basically reflect back on themselves what they're doing and give them the assurance to carry on or do whatever it is. So she could have actually had a proper goodbye with Hawkeye when he got the stone, when uh, Hulk clicked his fingers to, to make the, the snap to bring everyone back. He could have gone in to have his goodbye with her, um, which they kind of kept playing within the films and then when tony snapped his fingers at the end it could have given him a, him a moment to say you know did it work and you could have had some really good parallels with the first film yeah well they and um, and keep using scarlett johansson enough yeah. whereas it's like oh we just killed off the only female lead in this movie across the original six let's never mention her again yeah and and was tony's funeral for her as well at all yeah that's what i don't get it was like there's, you could have just kept having her be thrown off the cliff wasn't really closure for her it was just an event and they should have given them closure by bringing her back but to then talk to those three characters each one at a time and then you could have had steve go back in time and see her one last time from a distance and but her arc has always been like what you find out about her internally mm. is she has a serious amount of self-loathing and fear and hatred just for herself yeah exactly and i and felt like you resolve know, that by having her sacrifice herself and then be forgotten yeah almost proves that she was right yeah yeah that's what i hated about it it's like yeah she and and, and so many of the other like they threw in all the you know like they they have the random bit where it's just like here's eight female characters out of nowhere that mm we lined up for some reason but we didn't really give any of them any yeah. anything any real beyond that real shot um, well, they could have just spent more time um 
you know, she had this real, you know, broken moment at the start of the film where she was just essentially trying not to fall to pieces. Yeah. And when they finally got one, like a, a wisp of a, of an idea to chase, yeah, she was dedicated and, and all for it, but she then just came back with all those Whedonisms where she was just cracking wise and, and being playful and shit with the rest of the team. Whereas she should have been a lot more like depressed, angry and like, no matter what it takes, let's just get, like, we have to do this. Like I'm willing to like set up the idea that she's going to sacrifice everything she's possibly got. Yeah. So then well, by the time I, she I throws think, herself off the cliff, you're like, okay, cool. That made sense. I, I think she's been through so much and she was so dedicated to the cause. Mm. That was why she was willing to jump. Yeah. Yeah. But that misaligns with her greater, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe arc. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that a movie about her is coming and it's set pre end game. Mm so maybe in a weird way that will round it out a bit more but yeah. the fact that yeah and and they they all knew all the shots of hulk show that their their relationship was unresolved yeah he got a few moments where he said you know i miss her i was like when he clicked his fingers he should have been able to see her one last but time isn't that it would established been... when the soul stone takes you you're kind of gone you're, you're not magic back to life no not at all but like no not that he'd bring her back but he'd get what thanos got with gamora each yeah. time he clicked his fingers it was a moment to kind of reflect on himself maybe he just knew what he was doing but yeah just um i i agreed with one review i saw said it's quite jarring that the thanos they're fighting isn't thanos mm. he did they have no connection no history so it doesn't it doesn't play the same eh yeah it, yeah none of their interactions actually mean anything and they're all in a weird sort of way projecting the thanos they knew onto him mm, mm. like even when you killed the one i love and he says i don't even know who you are mm. it, that's quite weird yeah yeah it's weird territory for this movie to go into considering how relatively light entertainment it is yeah and uh yeah they collapse themselves in upon the just using time travel can't not collapse any stream of like one solution one world one reality yeah. um because at that point in time when he traveled forward in time he changed everything so like yeah multiverse broke travel? well he came forward in time using the pin particles that's the Thanos they were fighting. Yeah, so like the Thanos they're fighting is the one when they go back to 2014 to grab the stones, he gets a hold of their technology and reverse engineers it to create his own and then brings himself true. forward in time to when he knew they came from yes, because yes, he had um, Gamora, uh, not Gamora, Nebula's timestamp. Right. So he yeah. knew exactly when she so, was from. But yeah. and the, the way they have it all clued up is basically that he... He watches their history with the other Thanos and goes, mm. cool, I get how it works. And then they kind of brush it off by nodding towards like the, like him describing himself as a force of nature and therefore, you know, one Thanos is all Thanos. Mm. Mm. Just that's, that's their way of writing around it. Yeah, you know, yeah. What does he say? I am inevitable. Yeah. Which is fine, but it does... 
I, I guess you could argue it's just new territory that no one's really tried before. But for you to be fighting a villain, they almost have gone back in a sense to fighting the the, the faceless sky villain because mm. this is the big bad and he is super powerful but he doesn't know them and they don't know him because they fucking decapitated their Thanos at the start of the movie <laughs> which I really liked that yeah it gave it, it, it set a really good precedent for you know it's yeah. exactly ideally what they would react like three weeks later or like two months later they found him and you're going to try to chop that dude's head off I I was much more entertained by like the first hour of this film than I was the other two thirds. Mm. I liked the post-apocalyptic movie where they're all depressed. Yeah, yeah. But that's my taste in movies, I guess. Mm. All right, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, good beyond that, it was good. Good death for Tony Stark. Mm. Surprisingly brutal in that he'd never. Like it wasn't a movie, movie death. Yeah, it's it a wartime death. Yeah, he he just straight up tried to say something and his body stopped working. Yeah, yeah. Um, burnt half his body to shit and then died as a result of it. Like that's rough. Yeah, yeah. And especially when there are surely other characters in that crew that wouldn't die if they used those. Stones. Yeah, like if Thor. Or what's her name, Captain Marvel? Yeah. You would have expected, yeah, exactly. I mean, from what we can tell about her, she's well. They managed to tie it so all together like that. It was just the kept her out of the plot. Yeah, they could tell that you know they wrote themselves perfectly into like the well, it, you know, they could have done literally anything else, but you know, Doctor Strange said that was the one way it worked. Like if Tony yeah. didn't click his yeah. fingers at the moment and he started to use the stones instead and you get a massive fight like you did in the last one between them all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would end the same because something would go wrong and Thanos would win because 14 million different possibilities. So, Couldn't he have just diverted the power to the arc and that would have like... Well, there might have... <laughs> obviously, the, again, you can just write that off and say, well, there was a, 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 a version of events that did go that way and it didn't work. Yeah, or it yeah, did work into, up until a certain point, and then it, yeah, then a third Thanos came on reason, from yeah. 2015, <laughs> killed everyone again. You don't know, yeah. So they they wrote themselves off really well, saying there's only one possible outcome. Yeah. So that that is good armor to what mm. they did. Actually, I didn't think about that. Mm. Oh well. Oh, this has been wide shot. It has. Mm. We will endeavor to do this on do the rigs more often yeah we're starting to entertain ourselves with twitter more than now than we ever really <laughs> have Most the patience for we've it got people that um, we interact with on it <laughs> yeah um, feel free to talk to us there um we're actually we're doing the blog stuff yeah so if you're interested okay. hit, hit up to uh hit up to the old twitter it's at wired pod or uh on our website's wiredshutpod.com we've got the old uh Wired Shut Pod blog going uh, with it's just Jesse and I writing whatever the fuck we decide to at any given moment. Yeah, so um, check us out and uh, share, like, subscribe to all the usual uh, places and uh, harass us online if you think we need to release a new episode faster because we are, you know, we're shitty yeah. people. 
we are sadly adult people with adult people lives and mm. we need to but we're also quite easily guilted into doing things so if you extremely actually, easily guilted yeah so if you fake some sort of sadness or illness for the sake of us yeah. getting off our asses and doing something then we'll do it and if you say if you claim that we couldn't do it even if we tried then we'll do it out of spite twice so I'm entirely open to doing make a wish appearance <laughs> As, yeah. as long as it's not something I can catch. <laughs> He's not going to die in out and just like shake the hands with the AIDS, AIDS patient without a glove on. He's not about that. They're giving kids AIDS now. God Poor damn it. Uh, it's rough comedic territory. Kids these days. Back in my day, you had to wait till you're an adult before you got AIDS. <laughs> <coughs> oh boy. You think. You think. Um, think what's his name tom hanks died making philadelphia for fun <laughs> god damn it he's this telling is, a story this isn't the hunger games get out of here you damn this kids don't oh jesus okay. the hiv games <laughs> oh kids running away from the needle uh q pirates so, theme um, that guy with the very elaborately cut beard just running after kids with a needle <laughs> Uh, I was actually at a museum the other day that had um, Jack Sparrow and Will Turner's costumes on display. Oh, neat. They are not very big. They're they're tiny little men. Yeah. Because of the AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn Hollywood. (laughs) Queers. Holly weird, am I right? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I'm just going to cut that soundbite of you saying queers. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Put that on the blog. <laughs> you just got to write queers in, in quotation marks and then just put Logan 2019. I'm just going to say that the L in LGBTQI stands for Logan. It's <laughs> the name of the episode. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so have you ever seen... Um, it's a, oh, you probably haven't. Never mind. Um, was gonna say, yeah. That saw a bunch of actors and actresses' costumes from movies, all excessively tiny. But um, Scarlett Johansson actually looks like she's decently shaped in real life, based on that costume. On the costumes. Oh, good. That's the one thing I had worried, you know, about Scarlett Johansson. So I don't know if she's well, as shapely thought- as she appears. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> First, I thought you were being sarcastic and calling me sexist, but now I believe you. And yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I was doing both. I can do both, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have my cake and fuck it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson seems to be quite. To be honest, it's almost like normal sized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like just the size of a girl you'd see in the world. Extremely short. I'm just letting you just kind of talk. <laughs> I know. And then I'm just going to piece together some things, which just has you talking about Scarlett Johansson and then ending on queers. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We're coming up to 90 minutes. This has been wired shut. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a long one, seeing as we yeah. haven't given you one in a while. Yeah, I might split this up to two episodes just to be cruel. Um, Will it even work as two? It might do. We we start, yeah, we, we, uh, we, 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 we all the way home um, I'll have to actually listen to this episode to figure it out if that's possible uh, I, I think 
I think that <sighs> we just the Chernobyl through one pulled a certain distance, but <sighs> I mean, you could split it into two, or we could just record more of them. <laughs> yeah, we'd probably do that. Okay. All right. Peace and chicken grease. We are. Who be who? No.